There we go. And we are live. Sierra, what's up, dude? Hey, guys. Hey. Long time no see. Um, how you been holding through uh, the quarantine days? I know you've been wrapping your head around certain situations. Yeah, um, I'm all right. I'm as good as I can be. I can't complain. Um, still unemployed. Um, still just, you know, I don't know. Like, every day is kind of, it feels like Groundhog Day sometimes. And <laughs> like, when yeah, I go to I'm like, oh, God, i got to wake up and do all this again. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just try to keep myself busy as much as possible i finally set Wait. aside like my morning pajama or my night pajamas and then my afternoon pajamas so like they're like <laughs> slightly different yeah. you know what i mean but it's it's nothing out of the ordinary but i'm just trying to at least be of what somewhat um dressed well for the day when i'm not seeing right. anybody anyways i don't give a shit like yeah like right now i have like a regular like t-shirt on like something i wear to like a show mm-hmm. and i have like pajama shorts on so yeah, literally same like if they saw the, if anybody saw the bottom half of my body it's like flip-flops <laughs> and fucking like, basketball shorts like all the time like i could even like fool being like an analyst on like espn like wear the blazer and shit and then just wear nothing yeah that's what i would do if i was one of those types shit yeah i know <laughs> that's what we're all basically doing right now i mean there's yeah. really nothing else Nothing else to do. So, have you guys been writing with with sales ahead? Like, what have you got? I know you guys been streaming. You're streaming on Twitch, which is cool as fuck. Sierra Plus Ultra. Um, Thank you. Uh, you're like huge in Animal Crossing, but we'll we'll all get into that. But how how have you and the guys from sales been doing with this? Are you guys writing? Or are you guys contemplating on maybe setting up for studio time? Like, what do you guys what do you guys been up to? Um, I actually am supposed to go back to the studio to fix stuff on our two singles. We're supposed to drop whenever they're done. Um, I don't know when. I have to go back and fix vocals eventually. But aside from that, um, we are writing. We have, uh, we, we're always just writing. Mm-hmm. But um, we have a, a lot of ideas right now, so it's just a matter of completing them. And we counted, like, earlier this week, we have, like, 21 songs that are, like, not either like not completed or are just like like a part of a song and we just have to finish it out or they could just be like the bare bones of like a song i've been doing a lot of those just like laying down like the rhythm chords for stuff and like some lead ideas mm-hmm. we we want our plans keep like changing around like what we want what we are doing for sure is like dropping two singles this year okay when i don't know Okay. Long term, we're basically working towards a full length. So whether we will release that on our own or whether we'll shop it, no idea. Because right. there's so many financial like logistics that come with a full length. I mean, you know, like it's just like because you want it to sound the best it can be. For sure. But Absolutely. you also don't want to go into poverty and then have it flop. <laughs> so um. A lot of just planning and writing, um, definitely writing. Yeah, I, um, I but, that's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm hoping, I mean, like, we'll, I'm, I'll propose it to the guys, but, like, I'm thinking, like, it might be nice to drop, like, a polished demo to, mm-hmm. like, if not to everyone, maybe to, like, our Bandcamp emailing list or, like, just, like, our close friends, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's killing me. Like, we haven't released anything since 2018. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, it's, we're still dead set on like just taking our time with everything and like making sure we do it right and making sure we're happy with 
like everything, all the material we have. Are you involving yourself aside from the lyrics, like with structure and with, you know, certain um, ways of going about the music in itself instrumentally? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what will happen is if I have the concept of a song, like mostly outlined in my head, I'll open up a guitar pro file and I'll just write as much of the, the song as I can, like the whole song. Um, and I'll, so I'll lay down all the rhythm chords. Um, I can't play a lot of the leads that I write, but I write leads. Okay. I do. Do you stab and, it or um, something? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just, yeah, I just get let's go. Of, Oh, like, okay, like, okay, that was faster. So, and then I fuck around with, like, the tempo and the note values to make it match, like, the flow. Like, the general idea of what I want. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is, like, I'll give it over to Joe and my bandmates and be like, okay, so um, this is a song I wrote, like, like, this percent or this part, like, maybe kind of leave the same feel, but, like, this part, do whatever you want with it. Or, like... I'll be like, I'm having trouble with this part. I want it to sound like this, but maybe there's a more efficient way of doing this. And that's when, like, Joe will come in, Santino. Mm -hmm. um, Ryan will give his inputs on, like, the drums and stuff. Uh, it used to be, like, all me, like, but that was when I had, like, nobody. Right, for so sure. So it's, it's so much nicer to just have people to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. Now, it's, I mean, it's been that way for a long time now at this point which is nice yeah. so i don't know what that's like considering i mean i'm a drummer so i mean i can't i don't really write lyrically or uh, instrumentally i usually just just play to what's given to me and try to like manipulate in any certain way like if anthony sends over some kind of demo i'm just gonna you know put into studio one try to get some kind of basis out of it even though he already has something ready to go but he wants me to kind of implement my ideas which doesn't really change much i mean the dude can really write pretty courses but oh, yeah. I mean, is it, is it, it doesn't take a long process for you guys to kind of um, get into a rhythm of writing music. Like it's, it's like you have a step by step process. Like it starts off with, you know, somebody has the core idea, gets sent out and then, to, you know, guitars put their input in. Then Ryan comes in and play like that. Is that like how you guys kind of go about it you know, and such? Yeah. We, so we work very slowly, but we have a system. Mm -hmm. We really do. Like it starts That's with cool. one member and then we, um, well, we usually, we all, so we made it so that everyone owns Guitar Pro pretty much now. Um, I forget if Ryan does, but I think he's familiar with how to, to have drums. So it's just like, it starts with one person and then like, we'll send it out. Usually the guitars will get finished first and then we bring it all together and like add drums and bass either at practice or, you know, we finished one or two songs remotely. Um, before, whether that was in the before times or the during times of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> Are you guys going back to uh, the backroom studios? Yeah. For it? 100%. What made yeah, you I mean, decide I mean, to go there? Because it's a very progressive metal-based discography that they have. So, I mean, you yeah. guys are a little um, a little softer slash um, you have a pretty advice, but you have that progressive sound to you, like the post-hardcore progressive yeah. sound, which is cool. So... Well, um, we, I mean, we've always gone to engineers who are really good at getting like really good sounds at the source, but like we felt that Kevin would just be like top notch for, for all of that. And you guys had Kevin from Bellinger do morning song yes, EP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's great. Um, so, uh, we've gone, we went to him for morning sun. We went back to him for our singles and I will go back to him and finish everything. Mm -hmm. Um, the album, we're not sure. Cause like I said, it's like a huge 
like financial like project to take on and like um or even if we do an ep before we drop the full length like we're trying to figure out how we can mitigate like like manage projects so that like we can pump out more stuff sooner maybe record more stuff on our own and then like maybe do drums with him or you know figure out those things but honestly like i mean yeah of all the people that we've worked with like he's he's just great um he even though like he hasn't mixed our stuff so we send we send it out but like everything he's does, done like when we get bounces back it already sounds like the real thing yeah seriously <laughs> it's just a matter of fine tuning he's he's that good man he's great does he involve himself as another member with producing so um as far just for like efficiency purposes of like just getting the best take out of us we'll tweak certain like parts like like guitars he hasn't touched a lot vocals he'll work with me on mm-hmm. but um he doesn't try to like take full control or anything or like try to completely transform songs and um working with him like, he just gets us he really gets what we're doing and enjoys it so it never feels like a weird collaborative environment with him it's always supernatural mm-hmm. yeah it's it's hard to find your producer as a band i mean we had our guy bruce and he moved to california and now he's a pretty uh, well-rounded pop artist which is great i'm so happy for him but it took us a while to find our our guy which is now uh bobby torres of fright box recording so it's working <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm glad you guys have that and especially that you're gonna go back to him I mean, that will yeah. make the process even easier when it comes to crunch time of actually recording the song. So you don't have to, you know, reintroduce yourself to a new studio slash producer, engineer, whoever you may be working with. So that's pretty, exactly. that's pretty cool. And there's really no one else in Jersey that kind of gets what we're doing. Like, there's a lot of studios that are, like, super talented. And, like, their, their thing is, like, emo bands, but that's not us so i mean you um, can identify every pop punk band as an emo band really i mean (laughs) it's just what the the uh, generation we grew up in i think that's the only way you can identify it like i guess you can call poetic emo if you deep dive into kevin's lyrics which can be dark and depressing but hey you know like you guys to me too y'all got that blend yeah that that little mixed blend yeah whatever it may be i don't know but yeah, it's just one of those things that I um, I look forward to hearing from because I love the EP, and then we played with you guys at launch for two thousand. Uh, what was the ten year yeah, anniversary? So yeah, that was a, what a time. That was a good year. Two thousand seventeen was yeah. a good year. Um, but uh, what? And then after, and then slowly after that, um, things have been you know changing in the industry due to streaming, and um, it's hard to get on. Um, you guys have done a couple weekenders, I, before, I believe, before, right? Yeah, we've done. Uh, so we've done three regional tours now, and like several weekenders. Um, nothing beyond like, like a week and a half, though. Mm-hmm. We haven't done like anything three weeks or more yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neither so, have we. I mean, it's just because you have like we try getting on certain tours with certain bands, but they these these uh, booking agents look for your Spotify numbers which at the time we didn't really have because the album was so new and we were underground. But, I mean, um, that's just going to change in general. But, I mean, even we had – we had that local show coming up too that you were putting together. And that was (laughs) fucking – it was getting pretty big. I was stoked. The community was really coming together for one of, like, the the greater clubhouse shows. 
that Jimmy throws together. Yeah. Oh my god, I know. I was excited for that. I was gonna go for the Animal Crossing show. I was gonna go fucking buck wild, yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna put, I was gonna decorate the place and get snacks. Like, Fuck what yeah. is this a school dance? But uh, um, yeah, I don't. Obviously, you know. Well, yeah, the pandemic not, not happened, but but I want to correlate <laughs> yeah. that because you, I don't know if it's you or the band itself, but there's a good marketing bo- mind behind what you guys do. You guys aesthetically please the visuals as well as your album artwork and such, which is not something that people don't really take into consideration. People just right. like to, you know, throw things out there and then it just, you know, hopefully it works. But you guys, you know, where, like, how do you get your marketing ideas from? Like, do you, do you grab inspiration from things of your interest, like anime or, you know? Like, yeah, so I mean, I've I always been into like hand drawn artwork. I mean, like, growing up, like, like anime and like Studio Ghibli movies were like a really big part of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, in past bands, I never incorporated that like that visual like feel for other bands because, like. The first band I was in was, like, a Jack's Mannequin ripoff. And then the second band I was in was in, like, a metalcore wannabe without screaming. So <laughs> I – and what's – and while I was, like, a part of those bands, it, like, didn't, like, feel like I could, like, project that personality, the type of personality onto those projects because, like, I don't know. I can't really explain it. But this band, like, it just started out as just me. So, like – I had kind of, I kind of had this vision for it. So like, I've tried to tie everything as in as naturally as possible. Um, the Morning Sun artwork is actually it's based off of a song in the, that's the last track Beasley. Beasley's half based off like a dream I had and just like real life. Hmm. And then like, and in the dream like the the cover art is pretty is like. Kind of like what I saw, but there wasn't mountains. It was kind. Of, it was like those two people looking at a sunset, but it wasn't mountains. I just, um, I wanted to tie that in because I thought that would just be so like, so like, like the vibrant artwork. Like I felt like that would have been just more on par with like the sound of the album and how bright it was. So um, I, I try not to like really hand fist it because like. I know it can be like annoying to beat people over the head with like like anime and like video game shit, but like it really is who we are and like um I want people to feel like they can talk to us to things besides music. Mm-hmm. Um so that's why it's so part of like, you know, our voice on social media, like um our content. Um that's kind of like the way I've gone about things because it's, you know, I don't want to beat people over the head with our music. Like, I want there to be, like, things for people to unite around besides us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have um, that connection so in yeah. general. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, with some but, um, I mean, yeah. But, like, I always, as a kid, I always wanted to be an artist, too. Well, when I was really young, I was, like, a little kid. And, like, my first dream job was an animator. When I grew older, like, I grew more 
gravitate more towards music, but and kind of like I stopped being into anime for a few years because I thought all my friends would think I was weird. So <laughs> that's fucked that up. That was when anime wasn't cool. It is no, fucked up. They never no, it is fucked up. But you know what's even more fucked up? I don't mean to cut you off, but it's like so Dragon Ball Z, like their merchandise is being sold in Zoomies now. Like when I used to wear their merch back in like middle school, yes! high school, I used to get so much shit for it. Like you're never getting a girl. You're weird. You like. You know, you love that, like, anime cartoon crap. And then I, even when we're, like, literally young, I'm still in, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon at the time. And they would come they would come by and they'd go, come on, well, you guys are so funny. Oh, uh-huh. my God. Uh-huh. Now anime is cool. I know. So. It, it makes me mad. But I'm like, you know what? The more the merrier. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I like, was, Digimon is my favorite. Like, that was, like, the anime I grew up with. And, like, Pokemon, too. But, like, something about Digimon. Like, the characters were just more interesting and more developed mm-hmm. as people so i gravitated to them more and like i got made fun of hardcore in middle school <laughs> so i stopped like i stopped drawing comics and, and shit and no carried my way. oc in school and, that's a shame and like i thought like in like the last like five or so years like i always wanted to have like a project that kind of had like not like its own universe i mean that's a little too like but like I always wanted to have, like, a project that had its own, like, look and, like, um, like, more things that you could dive into just besides the music. So, um, and, like, visually, like, captivating things that you could recognize as for, um, you know, if you just saw the picture, like, even if you didn't hear the music, like, things that would draw you in and would still connect with, like, our tracks and whatnot. So, um, I always want, I mean, I always thought it would be fun to have, like, music and the art go together probably the direction that we're headed in but like it, it's definitely like you know it's challenging to like have to like coordinate all that but so you just take your time and like you know you just try to get it right um mm-hmm. and do all that stuff maybe as a teaser i don't know this just popped in my head i always have these weird ideas but maybe you should put morning sun ep into a uh a, a, a digital 8-bit track like you know what I mean? oh my god we've been talking about that no before. no really oh i think that'd be so rad because like it's so how. progressive Neither do I. Yeah, too, but. <laughs> if I told you how, I would be like, dude, I'll just send me over the files. I'll be able to do it, but I don't know how either. I no, just have I don't ideas. know either. We've been talking about trying to find someone to do it. It's just like, we have so many good ideas, and like we just <clears throat> throw them out at each other in the group chat, and then like we just forget to write them down, or we forget to like <laughs> follow through, because we're like, we should be writing music. We should finish songs. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> like, it's hard. We get excited. I get excited. It is hard. But like but, now you're implementing even, you know, your your core uh, passions with, you know, video gaming and or, you know, anime itself into uh, this Twitch streaming now, which is cool. And I mean, it seems very natural with what you're doing. I mean, I mean, that looks enjoyable. I, I personally can't. I like Animal Crossing. I used to have it on the phone, the app on my phone. But oh, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was pretty addicted to that. Yeah. But um, how's that been experience like? Because it seems like it's been picking up pretty quick, which I'm stoked for you. Yeah. Um, and that's just you being casual, like just. I know what like, the hell is happening. Ass. I don't know yeah. if I can cuss, but I just did. Yeah, you, you can cuss. There's a lot of there's a lot okay. of uh, there's a lot of explicit <laughs> okay. episodes on the internet, so great. It's cool. Okay. Yeah. So same um, all. Same all. Well, not not all, but like say some if you want. I don't know. Yeah. Not all. <laughs> I know. Um. So- uh i originally i just thought it would be fun i just thought it'd be fun to like stream animal crossing i got pretty late in the game by the time i got my capture card like in terms of like the game's life cycle and like when people were like hitting the ground running with content Mm -hmm. so i just like 
it's weird how people I, it feels like having a one-sided conversation dude it's fucking weird some nights like i'm like i can't believe people are like actually into this but like it's fun animal crossing is very pure the animal crossing community is very nice um and uh it's cool. I get. I have a kid who watches my stream almost every time from fucking Denmark, and he's like, "Hey, it's me. I gotta go in like thirty minutes because it's two thirty a.m. here, but just want to say hi." I'm like, "Jeez." That's so <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, and like, um, yeah, just random people finding it, and then like, people see the guitars in the background, and they're like, "Are you in a band?" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've been lucky enough to have those people who ask be receptive and they go check it out. So <laughs> not I mean it wasn't why I started out doing streaming. It's cool if people like end up finding my music and like it. And this is streaming is definitely will always be secondary to music. Like if mm-hmm. it's a question of like whether I need to prioritize the band or streaming like it's definitely the fucking band, but mm-hmm. um, which streaming has been like really fun. Um, I'll probably still do it even after the pandemic is over, yeah, and um, sure. even though even if everyone goes back to normal, um, yeah, Animal Crossing community is cool. I have a lot of cool friends on Twitch, like the, who helped me like get set up. Um, the Smash community. I play Smash on Saturdays just to practice for fun and like. Sometimes we get really mean 14-year-olds, but... Yeah, because they talk shit, like, um, I can beat you up, my dad works for Nintendo, blah, blah, blah. Okay, like, my uncle works for Nintendo, like, okay, like, it's, like, cool, I'm glad you're good, but, uh, what is, what does that do for, for us? Like, I don't know, it's, like, know. be cool, you're good, but, like, with yeah. a little humility kill you yeah, yes seriously. let's okay. uh let's all be friends here can we not be and you're 14 dude like you got a lot of learning to do if this is what you think yeah. is you know your prime <laughs> this is your prime you're, you're need to wake up was, bud yeah but no no okay. way i miss those games oh dude i used to be so good at the n64 smash and i wanted to go to tournaments but i just never really able to, i was never able to find myself around them and then i just got i think the last time i really got into smash it was like the, I think the first Wii version of it, and mm. it was just so hard okay. to pick back up, and I would get whooped all the time when I would play. With no, it's it's a hard game. I would only I would watch my sibling and their friends play when we were growing. I would only watch them play because I was like I could never play that. And it wasn't until <laughs> it wasn't until they announced Ultimate and that Isabel was gonna be a fighter that I was like. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm just gonna give it a try. And yeah, I'm seriously. Slightly better than I used. To. I can hold my own. I'm not just button mashing now. And I've won a few matches, but I've still lost a thousand. So it's an uphill battle. But I'm just. I know I'm trash. So I'm complacent <laughs> with it, and I'm just. I'm just coasting. I'm just. You know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, it's fun. But you're good at <laughs> Animal Crossing and other things too. So like, you're in a successful band. So I mean, that you know plays a huge part but i fucking i mean i um like i it's like me picking up i I wanted to play some of the newer pokemon and i and like i remember the last time i bought a newer pokemon game was either diamond or pearl and i bought a ds just to just to get the game i was like i really want to keep this and then yeah it's been a while i just haven't gone into the newer generations they they seem to be really confusing i don't know maybe i just my brain can't wrap around all of them 
Yeah, they added a new battle mechanic every single game. So you had Mega Evolution, then you had Z moves and Sunny Moon, and now there's like, <laughs> there's so much, and now there's a uh, Dynamaxing. So the Mega Evolution's to- badass. I love the mega evolutions. That's yeah. cool. But when I they try to promote that evolution where Pikachu just, just becomes like a skyscraper Pikachu, I thought <laughs> that was like the corniest thing in the world. I was like, um, no, they're running out of ideas. I know. But it's like once you start playing the game, it's kind of funny. It's like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I wish those I still have my yellow. I still have my yellow in my um my SP. Uh, my cousin like dared me to, you know, he said, listen, I have red, I'm going to train, you have yellow. And I used to work night shift as security back in the day. So I would just, you know, walk around the building and make sure everything's cool and then like just hang out for the rest of the night. But I oh, stacked man. up on my Pokemon and I'm more of a strategic player. So basically I got three Pokemon to 100. I got Chansey to 100. I got Charizard to 100. And I got, I would have to go back and look it up. But I got someone else to like close to 100, but I just took that Chansey. And just mm-hmm. destroyed him. Just literally destroyed him. Oh, man. Are you into IVs? Everything. Are you into, like, IVs and all that stuff? Or are you just kind of, like, level grind? Um, for Pokemon Yellow, I just tried to get to the highest level as possible. Did they have gotcha. IVs back then? Like, I mean, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, so IV training is, like, um... The, like the nature, I guess, like the nature of like the the Pokemon will determine like what stats it has, like attack, defense, special attack, special right, defense. For sure. So you, so people would like grind and fucking try to catch different like different versions of the same Pokemon. Check their nature. Like if it's not what they need, they'll fucking mm-hmm. just not use it, not use it. I never did that. Mm-hmm. And um, what's interesting now is that. Uh, in the newer games, especially in uh, the latest games, Sword and Shield, you can modify their IVs yourself. Ooh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that. so um, some of the community d- wasn't down with that because they're like, well, that takes away, like, a challenge or everything. Like, a lot of a, a crit against, like, newer games is, like, they're not as challenging. But, like, I don't miss level grinding as a kid. I have yellow. I fucking I abandoned it because it was just taking me too long still it fun to play, yeah it's but, still fun to play yeah. i had way too much time on my head to level grind and just get that back up to 100 i mean i can't oh yeah you know i can't say if i wanted to do it right now i'd be able to because i just i just wouldn't I, I don't i don't know right i just want to get behind i, I want to write something we haven't really been writing either i mean we have these songs but um it's just something that we're gonna have to um sit down and basically pick and choose kind of like what you guys are doing 21 songs is a lot 21 songs is a lot to really kind of work with and say What's our best to take into the studio, and how are we going to implement them into this album, this this full length that you're going to do? And then you guys, you were talking about shopping too, which is good. Um, have you shopped previously before? <laughs> I'm sure you have. I, mean, I sent Morning Sun to Equal Vision, and they were like, "Okay, we'll give this a listen." And then I was like, "Okay," and then I didn't send it to anybody else because I I didn't really want to. I don't know how I feel about labels these days, right, so like. Sure. I was just like, okay, send us an equal vision in Blue Swan. If they don't, if they don't hit us back, it just wasn't meant to be. Just wasn't meant to be for that period in time. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, like, it w- I mean, shopping, like we we were talking about it because like it would just help take us to another level, and then it would help burden the cost of like the 
the album cycle itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, initial marketing, PR, everything. I know. There's just so there's it's there's so many pros and cons to being unsigned and owning everything, like literally like all the your assets and like your royalties to like having a team and just being able to focus on the music, which is like who wouldn't love that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you're you're so passionate with your art, you know, we're getting to a label, it's not really this label you're signed to, it's what what's the best deal that they can give me and if that's going right. to benefit us in the future like obviously nobody's going to take a 360 deal nobody knows what a 360 deal is it's basically the record label takes a little bit out of everything that you ever make your merch your streams your te- your, your touring your ticket sales like no i mean like perfect example uh, i talked to Schuller about it but rebecca, uh, rebecca black had, i think had a 360 deal and a friend mm-hmm. of mine got um engaged through i guess her manager and tried giving pitching her the same idea because she was an independent artist like singer songwriter he's like yeah i managed rebecca black and like a bunch of other people that were pretty successful as well but he's like it, they just have 360 deals and then like once you you know once you accomplish that um that uh contract you're good and i'm like no please don't sign that like don't no don't, don't i know yeah. like well, carousel yeah. kings like carousel kings they signed the victory records even though they've been um had such a bad um rep because of the data remember lawsuit uh, it looks like they're highly investing in marketing. So, I mean, I know Carousel Kings definitely, you know, won that uh, opportunity. But it seemed like it's not just them, but Victory was putting out a lot of money for uh, marketing in itself. So I don't think signing to Victory was like, if you were to sign to Victory Records, like, there's nothing wrong with being skeptical. But if they give you something that's going to work in your and to promote your music or, or however they want to go about, you know, the future with that band, just take an interest into it. I mean... I'm yeah. Not sure. Yeah, but you're right. You have to be careful because some labels. I mean, it it just happens. It happens. You get taken advantage. Oh of. yeah. Um, I've even heard of. I don't know. Like with indies, like it's it's you know, it's hard. Like sometimes, like labels will kind of pump more into just to like their top performing bands and like do fucking nothing for anyone else and hold them in their contracts. Mm-hmm. And that's like not something I want to happen to us. Um. And then, like, I don't know. It's just, uh, it would have to, for us to sign, the the deal would have to feel right. Not, not that anyone's fucking knocking on our door right now, but, like, yeah. um, but like for, in my opinion, I think for us to sign, it would have to be, like, a label that, like, really believes in us and, like, um, what we're doing and, um, like, will let us do our thing and, like, um, just team up with us on, like, PR marketing efforts. Like, um... Um, I just, like, I get scared of, like, a label that, like, will fuck it, and I guess, like, the other thing is, like, sometimes they'll try to fuck with your, like, your release schedule, or, like, hold on to singles, like, don't want to release them yet, like, in the interest of not having them clash with another artist on the roster is good, so that everyone can be, like, equally supported, but, like, my fear, I've heard horror stories of, like, bands just, like, having... Like like full albums ready to go, and the label just holds on to them, and they're like, no, not time's not right right now. Like mm. time's not right, no and shit. just like a year passes. So <laughs> that's a long time yeah. to not release something. I mean, everybody yeah. is you know ready to get out there and, and promote it. I mean, I think that's what happened on the day to remember because it was the, with the album of Common Courtesy. They they I don't think they wanted to release it at all. Maybe it's not the expectations that they wanted them to go that route. Maybe they were dictating the way they wrote their music. I don't know. Nobody I know. Knows. I mean, but they don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, you know, when we when we label shopped in a sense before we even came out into the scene, like 
CI Records was the only record label that was interested in us and had a talk with Jeremy and he's like, dude, like, and everything that he told me was just extremely positive and he said, you know, I want you guys to like spread your wings and fly. He's basically being the mama bird where it's like, he'll feed us a little bit, push us out of the nest and let us fly. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it wasn't anything. That's great. Yeah, but that, that, those are the things. So, I mean, it's just, like you said, you got to be careful with who you work with or um, what the interest in. But it's, it's, it's not about the label. It's definitely about um, the deal. And if the deal's not there, you know, I highly suggest not yeah. taking it. Uh, Schuler, uh, my friend who was on The Voice, he said he got offered some contracts that looked a little sketchy. So he, he, he put them down. I was like, dude, I don't blame you because they could take advantage of you. It, that, makes total, that makes total sense. I know people. People just want to be signed. They just want to be signed. They just want to say they're signed. And I know that. <clears throat> I mean, you could, you could leverage that deal into a better one if mm -hmm. someone wants to buy you out. Mm -hmm. But like, that's I don't know. This also kind of like time lost. I love how Capstan did everything. They were independent for as long as possible. Had a super successful EP. Sign with Fearless, but that EP, like they own, they still own the rights to. Mm -hmm. So now they're on like this really nice label. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Fearless operates. I haven't heard any like bad things about them. I don't think. But um, I mean, they held out and they got this really great label, and uh, they're re getting really good tours, and they're really picking up steam. So like, I like how they how they did things. Like, if we can stay independent for a while, that'd be great. Um, you know, just the struggle band struggle. You just you're supporting everything you do yourself. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And it picks up. You know what I mean? There's a lot of artists out there that don't sign and they get picked up. I mean, if we want to talk about mainstream, I mean, Post Malone was on a label and he blew up and I'm pretty sure he's still not on a label. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, he's doing pretty well. So, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. But um, what, what what do you think the next step is for you guys besides getting the album out there and label shopping? Is that is that what the goal is for right now in, in the near future? Um, Well... Or we were gonna tour this year. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just gonna assume that shot because yeah. to hear Sergio say like I'm say like I'm like pretty much 100 percent that like I will not be doing any touring for any of my projects this year. I was like, and he's in three bands. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's and then, scary. And all those projects would be playing like the same size rooms that we would be. So it's like, are we fucked? Because I think we are. Um, <laughs> this whole industry plus, is not going to resume. I think yeah. we're going to be the last ones to open. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be nice to you know, get another tour out. We were gonna, we're planning to do Woodland Creatures Part Two with our friends in Pulses um, mm -hmm. in the Northeast, but um, we will see like the timing of that now. What happens? They might get a really sick tour offer, and they might have to go do their own thing. So we're kind of just pl we're playing it by ear. Um, what we are trying to focus on is like planning for the long term. Like, okay, we're all going to be cooped up. So what content can we do at home ourselves? Like what's like, what's a realistic um, volume that we can put out and like, how can we plan for that? Um, can we do any recording at home? Like what are we going to do? So um, we're supposed to have a meeting soon to go over that. Just like create a plan A that's like for the pandemic. And then hopefully, but if like, we can reopen. I mean, I honestly don't think it's very likely that we'll have, um, a, like DIY will come back super soon, but you know, if we can play shows, we will. It's just not looking good that, on that front. Unfortunately. So. Yeah. I mean, when, um, the biggest thing that I kind of took into consideration was 
Uh, Circus survives 10-year anniversary for Blue Sky Noise. They basically almost pulled the trigger um, right at the beginning of this pandemic. And once the school shut down in Pennsylvania, because the kids are done for the year in Pennsylvania. So once that shut down, they said, no, we have to pull this because this is going to be a domino effect. And even and in the beginning, we were kind of uh, – we, we were – we were being patient with everything, saying, look, like this will probably blow over in like three or four months, not even, I think, a month or two. And now it's elongating um, further than that. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm hearing some of the bands that tour for a living or that, you know, are steady musicians, whether they're um, or they're steady in the music industry, whether they're producers or booking agents or 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 um, roadies. They're not they're not thinking that anything's going to happen to 2021. Yeah, like, I mean, that's fuck? what I'm thinking, too. Shit. I mean, what are um, we going to do? Stay in the pit six feet with our arms out like those helicopter toys and, like, kind of just, like, spin around so nobody can touch you, though? Like, I don't know what what the fuck are we supposed to do. Like, it's it's scary. To me, scary for the people that do this for a living. Hopefully, like, those yeah. those peeps can, you know, figure something out. I know. Well, what sucks is uh, it's, a, like, to put on shows, even with, like, distancing, it's going to be a lot of work. This is so random, but... I was listening to a Brad Paisley interview on Sirius XM volume and uh, he was explaining how like he just recently did like um, he performed like he's the full production like live performance um, for a live stream but what happened was it took them three days to set up for like like a half hour set whatever he did um, something that would normally take them like like six hours like it took them three days so like Imagine, like, so Mark Rebier, I don't know if you're familiar with the Loop Daddy, or that guy who, like, makes loops in his underwear. <laughs> um, he's about to go on tour. <laughs> Look him up after this. No. He's so funny. Yeah. Rebel A or Rebier, something like, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, Rip. Sorry. That's cool. But, uh, so he's about to go on tour, and he's going to do a drive through tour. But the reason why that will be a little easier is because it's just him. It's just him and, like, a loop station. That's all his and then like a laptop. That's all his setup is. And then people will drive in with their cars and they'll either roll the windows down a little bit or they'll tune into an FM radio. So I can like I can only imagine it's probably the only feasible way you could tour right now. Yeah. So if you're at that massive of a success, like if you're at the top tier musicians or bands, but. What about oh, the yeah. middle guys? What about the smaller guys? The DIY guys and girls like, We're the, like what like yeah. Exactly. We're, fucked. we're like, extremely yeah. fucked. So, I mean, like, I don't, I hate the idea of doing, like, a live stream show. I mean, we don't really have the means right now because Ryan doesn't have his kid at home. It's at the rehearsal space. Mm-hmm. So, um, he doesn't have his full kids. So, um, that's why we haven't done anything like that yet. It's just not possible for us right now. But, um, I feel like that's where things are heading. Um, obviously, we, you know, you probably saw, but the clubhouse is going to do a drive-in show. Yeah, so, I did see that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So, like, I feel like there's going to be workarounds, but it's not really going to go back to normal. So we have to figure out how to work around it. Yeah, for sure. we'll figure something out. I mean, this, I think this was this is one of the things I wanted to do as well, is this podcast to see if we can just keep people engaged and distracted from all of the, um, the negativity. And such of what's yeah, happening. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, we gotta we gotta do something. We gotta stick together and, and still keep the community together. Um, mm-hmm. which I, speaking of the community, um, I sent you an article, and I know that you are what you kind of wanted to passionately kind of talk about it, but um, 
But I think our community has been very well over the past years and it has treated us very well. I don't think I've seen anything negative towards um, either the bands or the artists themselves in my personal viewing site. Um, however, um, one of my heroes, I don't know if, if she is your hero or not, but Haley Williams came out with that article with um, her opinion on the World Tour era that she was on being with, you know, um, what did she say? She said it was like internalized sexism and um, uh, what else did she say? She said something about this being like brutally misogynistic. But um, have you experienced anything like that considering you also have a close um, correlation with that because you're also the female um, vocalist in the band with, with your, and your bandmates are guys as well as, you know, Haley was growing up with Paramore as well as Jenna right. with the ones you forgot. Have you experienced any negativity in that industry like since you started doing this for your career and the music career? So, um, uh, I've like experienced like being like, like as shows, like even just as a show goer, like, like men will do this, like not you, but like guys have done this fucking weird, like when they pass by a girl at concerts, they don't, touch your fucking shoulder they don't like tap you gently they go for your fucking lower back like almost every time like especially at starlin this has happened like and i fucking hate it because it's like and i almost decked somebody the last time it happened because i was just like i had it but like things like you know being like touched like that like that's happened to me at shows and like i even like i don't know i'm, I'm not trying to just like fucking like I don't know what the, the metaphor is, but, like, I'm just, I'm not trying to just, like, grasp for straws and shit, but, like, there, there have been things that have, like, um, that have happened to me that I just kind of, like, bury in the back of my, my mind, like, I had, I had a music teacher, um, say something to me when I was, like, 12 about me, like, developing as a woman, and that was weird, so, yeah, so, like, there's, uh, like, I, and then, like, when I was coming up, like, like, when I was starting to play in bands and whatnot, like, um, like, that was, like, 2010, 2011, like, misogyny was, like, a really huge, like, even more so than it is now, like, it was just more, like, blatant and out there, um, like, in your face, like, jokes on social media, like, everything, my bandmates making, like, sandwich jokes, but, like, at the time, honestly, I was a dumbass, and I was, like, Fuck yeah! I should be. I should be in the kitchen making a sandwich. And I'm like, like, it's all I look fun back. in context. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you look, and then you look. Yeah, you look back, and you're, and I'm, and I'm like, what the fuck was what, what, what try hard shit was that? <laughs> and like, like that shit was just not funny. And like, um, I will like I, for the most part, honestly, like besides from like weird. Not fanboys. Fanboy, the word, I don't know. Like I would say God, fanboy, yeah. I mean, like, for sure. Weird shit has happened to me at shows. I have not, I've thankfully not been, like, too, like, harassed or anything. God. Probably disrespect. I have the memory of, like, a goldfish, dude. But, like, <laughs> my, bandmates, my bandmates just, like, remember, like, times of shows where, like, they had to keep an eye on a guy for me because they wouldn't fucking let go of me. They wouldn't end a conversation, follow me out to the car, like... Mm talking to me like um like shit like that um there's been shows where like 
oh, like people like try to hit on me and I'm like just trying to leave the conversation and like, like most of the time people are just being like nice and like other times just like, oh, really uncomfortable. Um, I played a show, like, I don't know, just like a lot of like, it's like, I can't help if like people see me up on stage and they're like, oh, attractive, like singer on stage. Like I can't fucking stop that. Mm-hmm. But like a guy the last time we played Philly in February, a guy came up to me after our set and like, it was the weirdest thing. He, he was like, Hey, you were like really good up there. And I was like, Oh, thanks. And he was like, yeah. So like, what's your number? So I can just like, you know, like stay in touch and like stay up to date on like when you guys are in town. I'm like, and like, I didn't looking back, I should have been like, sorry, I don't give out my number, but I fucking stood there and I just stuttered. I was like, uh, 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 and he was like, like, you know, it's fine. Like, you don't have to. And like, and it was like the weirdest fucking thing. Like, because in my head, I'm processing it slowly. And I'm like, why do you need my number? Why can't you just follow why, us on social media? Why can't you just ask me for my band name, dude? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, no, that's I mean, not even and- close to what he was really trying to get at. But I think the problem is like, I, my theory is not a theory. My problem is, like, I don't think it's being spoken up enough. Um, I'm glad Haley said something because in the article it got really specific really fast when I read her quotes talking about her genitalia when she was, like, 16 going on 17. Um, Yeah, that was unbelievable. Right, and I I see this shit at shows, and it makes me so mad. I haven't had to do anything out of the ordinary to, like, you know, to see red is different from making an effort to be like, hey, listen, that's not okay. I had to do that a couple yeah. times. Like, I'm not a fucking superhero at all, by all means. But it's just something that I think if we can educate people in thinking that some of these things that they do is okay or funny, it's really not. Like, if I had a conversation with a girl at a show, like the show that we met up at, at, at Dance, uh, DGD, with yeah. free and shit. Like, um, if, I, if I had a conversation with a random girl, which I did have one, and like, she didn't even... She even had the conversation longer than like three seconds. She should have me like a. She gave me a short reply, and that was it. I was like, all right, cool. Like whatever. Like, yeah. Fuck, I'm not gonna like. I don't know what you know her story is, or if she doesn't want to talk. That's fine. I don't give a shit. But it's it's something that, you know, we need to take. You know, bring this up more. In my opinion, to try to put these people, not in like a not in like a a light, but just to you know get this fucking. Um, how do I want to say? Get this this repetitive, you know, disgusting way of life out of the scene. Because I haven't yeah. seen much in our community, which is why I kind of wanted like. And I appreciate you being very specific with like things that you've you know gone through. Um, and Jenna was the same way too, which I was you know I was really stoked that she had the courage to say that kind of shit. But it's you you guys are you know in a um, a different demographic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you guys get Honestly, the, most of the attention. Yeah, like, I, I've i heard of, I consider myself very lucky, because, like, one, like, I've, I can, I surround myself with, I don't surround myself with people who, like, are like that, like, I surround myself with people who, like, you know, take <clears throat> musicians who are non-men, like, very seriously, and, like, um, the other thing is, like, so I guess, like, as a result, like, I haven't really, I have I don't have any like trauma like crazy trauma from playing shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say the same for like a lot of other like um, like women like non-binary people like it's like there is there's so much work that we still have to do and like all like all we just want is to, like just to not 
be tokenized, mm-hmm. but like be like respected and like just be referred to as just just musicians. Like, and um, you know, that's how it so, should be. It shouldn't be anything more complicated than that. It shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, and like don't be fucking weird at shows. Like talk like. <laughs> I guess I can't. I can't. I. I'm gonna tell you. I hate being hit on. I fucking. Hate I'm sure it. you do. It's probably able, fucking annoying. Yeah. Just in general. Right. <laughs> like, and your boyfriend's like, not... one of the coolest fucking dudes ever. And like, obviously, like he lets you. You know. Yeah, he doesn't let you, but like I'm saying, like he like doesn't know. He knows that you're doing your thing, and he's cool with you being in the band and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he lets you be you. He lets you be like, you. Like he's not like, you know, some dude or whatever. But I'm just saying, like in general, that um, he supports you and everything. But it's probably fucking annoying it, it, all the time. Oh yeah, like, like I just want to be talked to like a musician. Like holy shit, I can't help if you find me attractive. Like I don't know what you fucking see, but like I can't help it if you are but like just don't be fucking weird to me like i just asked for like a modicum like a crumb of just like like coolness just be chill mm-hmm. um don't be creepy please yeah that's why it's why i like our community so much we don't really have that i haven't really seen it I like fucking stay together dude and if Someone's watching this and we do, please holla. But like, we really don't. <laughs> but like, we don't though. Like, I, I like, I'm in like all these New Jersey DIY groups. I love all the people in New Jersey. I really do. Like this, I feel like people wise, like the scene is like in a really good place. Better than it was like five, like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm very grateful to know, like, all the people I know. Like, fucking, like, meeting you guys, being friends with you for years now. Holy shit. Yeah, and, seriously. Uh, yeah, like, four years. Yeah. About, roughly. So, so, yeah. It's just, it's it's all good when everyone is, is chums and platonic guys. So, <laughs> you know. We just, we just, need, we just <laughs> need that good community. I haven't been in a community like that since i was in high school like it's one of those things that you have to really go and search for but this this jersey this this north jersey scene just seems to just be everybody's there for everybody kind of deal it's really fucking cool oh yeah hopefully that doesn't go away anytime soon and jimmy is god bless that guy literally you know putting his foot down and starting a a small diy venue for all, all of us and like other bands to come through i know can we talk about how there's like tell I can't go because it will be too much. But like, dude, tell me how we have so many fucking venues in New Jersey and there's only like three to play. Yeah. Like, and then you don't really necessarily have to sell tickets for in a sense, which is also a fucking jam. Yeah, so, or like you don't have to be part of like a, a clique to get into. Like, man, yeah, it's, like you it's know the promoter Jim- or something. Bullshit. Yeah, Jimmy is just. Doing the Lord's work right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing more than the Lord's work. He did it. He did it. Um, because he had this at the boathouse when he first hosted the Halloween show. That's when I met you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. dude, that show was a hit. It was packed. You know, it was a free show. Everybody came out. Had a good time. I know. And, and he he, he yep. built that man. He built that. He really he did. Have a lot of crops. And I I think him and Chris are starting to. I think I think Chris is filming for him too, right? I believe for their live. Uh, not oh yes, yes. The, sorry uh, i know like five chris's so i had to think yeah i know yes. sure yeah one with the k and the glasses yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah i know it's thank god for that place really like 
Because, I don't know, even, like, two years ago, I felt like there's so many more places to play, and now it's just nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now nothing because of the pandemic, but, like, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Jersey, I feel bad when bands hit me up. I pretty much book them all at the clubhouse because I'm like, sorry. Like, I got two venues. I got the clubhouse, <laughs> I got Brighton Bar. Take your pick. <laughs> yeah, just pick one. You want me to flip yeah. a coin? I'll tell Siri to flip a coin, and then we'll see where you land. Yeah. I don't know what to tell like, you. Yeah. Some people are still doing the basement thing. It's hard. There's like you know, a lot of basement venues got shut down. Um, there was creative space in Long Branch, which um, you know that I think that was like a, a hole in the wall setup too. And like you know, that's um, I don't know what the deal is with that. I know it was shut down for a while. You know, the EMS. Fuck. Like there's brick EMS, and then like. Oh, there's like nowhere to play, but so that's why we have to like take care of the places that we do have. Yeah, or else you know we're basically gonna have nothing left to play yeah. at, or unless all these local bands are gonna go to the bigger venues and they're gonna say, all we right, we need to sell a minimum of twenty tickets and blah 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 and uh, fight for these <laughs> spots on these mid-level tours. Like, oh my god. No, uh, thank you. Yeah. So, so, no, rough, that's cool. Man. But um, did you ever consider – this is something that I've, I'm just curious. Did you ever think of doing, like, independent songwriting by yourself without sales? Because so, you did buy. Um, I – that was, like, how I started playing music, period. Like, before I was in bands, like, when I was really young in high school, I I played, like, solo stuff acoustic. And a lot – and, like, people, like, when I was starting up with Sales Ahead would be like, I really can't picture you doing this. And I was – like, like the heavier shit. And I'm like, do a fucking bet. I'm going to do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, my voice, like, they, I guess they were used to me doing the acoustic shit. And uh, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of slowly returning to it. I have, like, a bunch of songs written. But, like, I'm trying to get into, like, sync licensing and, like, like, like push that shit out like to be licensed for like commercials and TV and shit, but that's a whole nother world and that's mm. very fast paced. So I'm basically just taking my time writing solo stuff. I do have a demo that like is pretty much finished. I just have to fix a couple. There's click bleed and like one of the acoustic guitar tracks and then like <laughs> I have to fix some vocals, but I have stuff. It's just like like I said before, like with sales ahead takes priority over everything. So mm-hmm, for sure. um you know, it just kinda gets put aside. But uh you know, like I, I actually, I just did. Uh, I'm working on a co-write with, with an artist, um, Derek Delacroix, and then like I'm doing a bunch of features. Some of them for which like I'm helping write like the melodies and stuff. So that's been really wonderful. Um, like I was just on like the Pulses record. That was really cool to work with them in that capacity. Um, yeah, I have like stuff outside the band that's like that like, I'm working on. But it's all a slow burn. It's all in progress stuff yeah so. i'm, I'm kind of jealous because i i would love to sing and write but i just can't i can scream a little bit but that doesn't mean anything I oh, can't, you know. it's you know how it is it's like working a muscle all you got to do is just work at it that's true you're right now that's yeah. gonna have to somehow take into consideration i do enjoy the whole screaming thing though if i can just like oh, yeah. like just do a little warm-up and just like hunch over a bit and squeeze my diaphragm i can get a good i can get a good growl or two we'll see i don't know yeah. but um no, I appreciate you coming by and everything. Um, I'm glad, like, you know, we were able to, you know, we're still being able to get through these times and shit. And your Twitch is, 
you know, is starting to really, you know, prosper. So I'm stoked for you, dude. I, Thank I'm, you. It's I'm kind of scary. Sick. I don't know what's going to come next. So. Oh, no, you never know. <laughs> I'm you enjoying might... it while it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> tell, because uh, I still have some of my followers on here too. Can you tell them where they can find you before I start hosting your channel and then they have no choice but to find you on Twitch yes. and everything? Do you so have a schedule? Twitch, yeah, so okay. on Twitch, I am twitch.tv slash Sierra plus Ultra. Um, I stream Animal Crossing on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the most part, and uh, we'll do we do like a Smash Weekly sort of on Saturday nights, all 8 p.m. EST. Uh, so sometimes I'll pop in and stream extra days if I can, but those are usually like my firm days. I didn't stream last night though. Yesterday was not a good day, mm -hmm. but That's normally okay. We're Tuesday. To have those. Yes, yeah. but normally Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm -hmm. Cool. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to the music. I'm sure as everybody else is. It's just a Thank matter you. of when and how we go about it with this pandemic going on. So yeah, we'll I scream on one of the singles. No way, really. Oh, is Kevin like kind of like um, pushing that through? Like he's like kind of like let's go, let's do this scream. Because I mean, he's in a fucking metal band. You know what I mean? Dude, I learned how to scream for the sales and cover set we did, and I was like. I know how to scream now, I guess. Not well. Like, I've, it's, it's, it's unpolished. It's not perfect. What's the range? Is it mid or high? Mid. Mid. It's mid? Okay. I can't. It, yeah. I have a hard time doing mid high. I can only do, like, low ish. Right, yeah. I'm, yeah. I like to. I, I've been trying to learn fry. It's hard. It's hard to do it while I'm home because it's really awkward. But, like, when I was, like, I worked on it for the course of a year and, like, um, I, I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing false chord right now, but I like to move on to fry so yeah. just gotta learn that's cool so. yeah no all, all all in due time but hey i appreciate you coming on i'll uh i'll definitely i'll definitely uh be keeping you updated with everything with what's going on with this as well as you know yeah thank you so much for having me this is such a good chat Thanks, always I fun to talk to you. yeah i mean dude every time we talk it's always for hours so this is nothing different yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> it doesn't matter all right thanks everybody for joining in